With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Jesus Christ. I should have looked at your webcam before I hit go. I was not ready for that. Yeah, I'm glad your children weren't in the room, man. Hi, <laughs> everybody. Welcome to episode 182 of Red Wings Direct. Clearly, this will be another uh, celebration. Uh, yeah, it will. Half an ounce of Malibu, baby. Yeah. Red Wings rant where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Uh, Mike, we man. get to talk about the return of uh, D-Boss. Uh, we get to talk about the Calder Trophy is done. Voting is in. Uh, Lucas has that one in the bag. Uh, oh, what about Momo? It's, uh, Momo. I, Mike, we know our NHL voters. They they love their points. Uh, you know where, by the way, you know where this came from? Yeah. I was at an adult man's retirement party, and they had a pinata <laughs> for the grown-ups. And uh, I, I didn't get the last hit, but they were swinging the pinata out of my uh, my 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 range, and they they pulled it so wildly out of my range, the pinata broke, and all the stuff came out. Um, and much like me over the weekend, the Red Wings treated Vegas like a pinata and beat the crap out of them. Man, was that fun! <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that around. Oh, we brought it back home. Don't worry. Yeah. All right. So Tristan was keeping score. Uh, Mike, he did you not did. say loss, win-win? Yes, I certainly did, Tristan. I'm glad you brought it up so I didn't have to, but I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was waiting to bring it up. I did say loss, win, loss. So I was playing the game that Buffalo was going to be sleeping on us, and then we were going to be sleeping on the depleted Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and I'm pretty happy that, uh, you know, we, we got D-Boss back and uh, everything just kind of turned back into like the Red Wings from before Dylan uh, had to take his leave. I mean, is that is that not the first subject of tonight? Um, oh, by the way, pinata for grownups. Absolute genius. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah. Quick shout out. Soap Dish hanging out in the comments before we even got started. I'm sorry I made you wait. Um, <laughs> Jared, good to have you here. Um, they were both talking about uh, last night's game and the big comeback. Um, Soap Dish, of course, throwing in the easy one here. Cider's a stud. Uh, <laughs> and Jared was glad he wasn't full screen for that opening. 
Um, everybody, glad to have you. This is uh, I, I love doing these post games when it's a win because number one, uh, it's more fun. Number two, we get way more viewers because I think uh, Mike, when we used to watch, remember when we used to watch playoff games? Uh, remember Red Wings, Tigers, Pistons? Remember when that used to happen? I I I didn't have. All my hair was still like brown back then. Now I got these little gray guys coming in. Yeah, that was a I long time like, ago. I feel like that was the only time I tuned into post games. Like I didn't want to learn about what we did wrong, like those playoff games. Like it was, I would sit there and watch the same post game. Yeah. Like three times in a row on the old Fox Sports Detroit. Like if we were if we were winning and it was a good one, I wanted to see those the replays of every goal and listen to Mickey talk, give the same explanation over and over. I think that's what goes on with this. I think that's where the viewership goes up when we win and it goes all the way down when we lose. Um, yeah. So I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate y'all. Um, that's what I appreciate about you. Uh, any any letter Kenny fans out there? I uh, I just got into that show, but um, Mike, you were just saying it. Yeah. What did the Red Wings get into? They were just laying into the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, okay, uh, so they were missing easily their best player in Jack Eichel. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah. I mean, I, we just pulled it up a second ago. What? what this arguably their whole list. first line, right? We had no Mark Stone, Stone no... Max Pacioretty, William Carlson. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's 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 going to be tough right there to come back from. And uh, I saw the, I saw the tweets out during the game. Like if Vegas had a first line, this would be, this would be a more competitive game. So you can't, you yeah, can't but you ignore know what? that. You know what though? It, it looked, we, the game looked like how it should have been with the Red Wings having one of the statistically, one of the best first lines in the league going up against the team that was, you know, undermanned and we totally dominated that second period. Oh my God. What a, what a sizzle reel if you're going to you know, renegotiate your contract. I, I could say almost every single Red Wing had an excellent second period outside of like our boy on uh, Hironic. He had a couple of goof-ups. But everybody else, man, like the other like 18 skaters uh, looked really good. Yeah, we, uh, we go through the first period. Everything happens on the power play. So um, that's something that if you guys are looking at natural stat trick uh, with me. Oh, you know what? Why don't I share it? You guys can watch it with me. Um, take a look at natural stat trick. Uh, we can see period by period how this uh, the two teams uh, lined up from uh, an analytics perspective here. So uh, <clears throat> I've got expected goals for, expected goals against lined up. So we're at 33.9% in the first period. But again, most of our damage on the power play, that's not taken into consideration, of course, when we're looking at five-on-five -five analytics. Uh, but you're right, Mike. The the second and third period were, were a domination from uh, Detroit. And uh, I, I still can't believe that we did dominate that well, uh, that um, sure-handedly, with uh, the, those last five minutes. Because... Uh, Something I, I just looked up a minute ago, uh, and I we have to give the shout out as well. I I planned on talking about yeah that Grice was going to end up with a good game, but there were way too many times that it seemed like he was turning around, looking at the back of the net. He thought one went past him, but the he, last five minutes of that yeah. game, he went from a point nine goals saved above expected. So again, the amount of goals he let in compared to what the expected goals was supposed to be. So that means he let in less. Yeah. It went from 0.9 to 2.26 in just that five-minute span. 
What were the high danger scoring chances in that like that third period? Because holy mackerel, they they putting the pressure on there. Did that stat um, make it? Or they're still generating those? That's uh, you, we've got our, our our attempts right here. So your high danger, your Corsi four attempts, uh, for and against. Uh, so uh, the wink. Let me make sure I'm actually looking at this correctly. We are. Yep, we're at top. <laughs> We end up with with still winning in that third period, but um, yeah, it's, uh, again, that, those last five minutes that was uh, that was crunch time. If if I ever saw one, um, I want I would I I want to give you the, the second to to talk about that because I I thought those chances did look like quote unquote high danger, but I guess a lot of that does just have to deal with like they could look really good, but uh, if they're you know far further away from uh, from the net. You really got to get up in there. Like you got to get within a couple of feet in the net to to consider that a high danger chance. Um, but I, yeah, I, I I I know what I saw, and I thought it looked dirty. And and we saw in the analytics again, Thomas Grice going in the last five minutes of that game, going from point nine to two point six. Yeah, I mean, in that those last like five minutes, um, myself watching the broadcast, listening to my buddy Mickey Redman. Um, calling the broadcast it's it's at that point you know we're starting to see a pattern when when Grice has to stand on his head it's just not English anymore it's just these guttural caveman sounds oh oh because yeah there's there's nothing else you can do but just whatever sound feels right in your heart at the time so Mickey and I were definitely in lockstep there uh defending Grice who yeah he did have a few times where we we all kind of looked um in the back of the net there to see what happened um I think that was was that DeKaiser's best play of the game when he skated up and hit a rocketing slap shot into Grice's back to prevent the puck from going in on that scramble with like three minutes left? Did you see that? Oh yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that was Jared brought about it up too. too. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't I don't know if he rocketed a slap shot, but he <laughs> I might be exaggerating a little yeah. bit, but that was the hardest shot I've seen from DeKaiser this year. I mean, there there were some failings. I, I would challenge everybody uh, to to take a look at that play. I was going to say there were some failings for that puck to get as close as it did, and I I wouldn't give DeKaiser a ton of credit before he saved um, that that puck from going in. Um, there, I, I would say there was a reason he had the opportunity to be standing right next to the net, not doing anything but being able to tuck the puck in. But so good on him. I'm glad he did it. Uh, but here's here's what I want everybody. So go back and watch that. Watch Tyler Bertuzzi. I wish I had a replay of it. I tried to make one and um, just try to put the kids uh, to bed and everything and get this set up. It, it really gets in the way. But here's here's what I saw, Mike. Yes. <laughs> DeKaiser tucks the puck. Grice is trying to slide his arm under. Tyler Bertuzzi skates around the back of the net and in the ref's way. So that he can't get in there as quickly as possible. <laughs> I think that is one of the most genius, underrated plays so far this season. Because what Tyler's thinking is how bullshit those those referee reviews are. They go back and always, you know, oh, the ref was thinking about blowing the whistle, all that shit like that. Yeah. He gets in the ref's way to prevent him from getting as quick a look at the puck as he possibly could in case the Red Wings would have an opportunity to save the goal, have yeah. an opportunity to keep the puck tucked under, under Grice. I want you all to go back and watch that. You just got to look for the DeKaiser tuck. 
Yeah. And it is right after that, Bertuzzi is blatantly getting in the ref's way so that he can't get a look. And you see the ref try to juke Bertuzzi out of the way. Uh, maybe most underrated play of the night, uh, considering what could have happened is, if that puck had rolled in. Is there a cross-sport comparison, Matt? The, the only thing I can think of is in baseball when the catcher like moves a ball into the strike zone and the ump just kind of takes the catcher's glove for it. I, I don't know what else you would equate that to, but yeah, that's right. a brilliant play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I just, um, for, for Tyler, like, especially these last couple of games now, um, he, you know, and then he, he does get the empty netter. And I think if anybody deserves an empty netter for the, the season so far, for, uh, like production wise, Tyler deserves one. Absolutely. Um, uh, Jared's thrown in there. That was a, that was a big, Big, big brain play on on Bird. Um, <laughs> I love it, Jared. I, so is I, this going to make it even harder for Eiserman to trade him for two first round picks? Absolutely. <laughs> now look, I I do think right now that he is he's playing Not that he, wait, himself. Let me back up that statement because yeah. his value is sky high right now. If you're ever going to trade him, Eiserman, because you're tired of him uh, not playing in Canada. Wow, what a what a time to do it. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, at, at some point, that's that's got to start to weigh on him. But I, I was going to say, he's painting himself into this corner where he's really showing the difference that he makes on this team. And at some point, I feel like the team is going to be talking to him. And they've they've got, like, I don't know if it's Dylan's job. I don't know if it's Jeff's job. Like, it, it is his own personal choice. But, I mean, at some point, if this team continues to have games like this when Dylan Larkin is in the lineup, when we have a full lineup, even without yeah. Verona... Think about when Verona comes back. Are we going to be talking to Bertuzzi saying, look, man, we're at 500. We could be sniffing a playoff spot. We could jump in there, but we need you. For all the games. I think the second to last game is against uh, Toronto. In Toronto. Do we want that to be the decider? And I know we go both ways on this show. Um, You know, we don't really need to need to make it to the playoffs, but I mean, if you're in that position, if we're two games, like you know, before the season ends, and all we have to do is win to make it in, I'm gonna be rooting for us to win. You're like, get, get the fuck out of here. I'm, like, I'm not gonna course. be rooting for the the 14th best odds to maybe get the third best center <laughs> in next year's draft. No, thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, and I want to get to all these comments here in a second, so we'll take a break on our points and we'll get into them. Yeah, Corey Corey Pronman from the Athletic. Yeah, not so sure about Shane Wright anymore. Uh, oh, his latest, no. uh, his latest rankings. He's bringing he's bringing Shane Wright back from franchise altering player to just elite. I, th- I was very interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay, so but yeah, let's get those comments in there. We I gotta scroll up quite a bit because uh, Tristan asked a comment like super early on, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, going back to uh, the Buffalo game, we did play Rasmus Dahlin. Um, if Buffalo throws Dahlin as uh, at some point, are, are we going to trade for him? Um, I what uh, I guess what I want to do first is just take a quick look at everything going on with Dahlin. While I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna mumble on here um, <laughs> as I start to form a point but I, th- I think the easiest point to come to is that uh, like i would trust steve right now to make the right move so if the, if darlene became available 
and we weren't giving up so much to like have to reset another area of the team. I absolutely think Steve would do it. I mean, this is this answers one of our issues. Uh, this is this is a left side defenseman. Um, the only thing is, you know, do you see enough from Darlene right now uh, to get excited about him, or is it something where you think, you know, a change of scenery? Uh, the Robbie Fabry effect, bring him over to a situation that maybe works a little bit better, despite Darlene being, you know, right now the first pairing for Buffalo. Uh-oh, I lost Mike. Um, <laughs> despite Darlene being the first pairing for Buffalo, like, uh, is there something better where uh, he's getting lined up with Mo Sider and he's not going to be in the situation where it's like live or die? Like Darlene is, is right now the best option before, I guess, you know, Owen Power gets involved. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the best point to come to there, Tristan, is just that I would trust Steve to make the right move at this point. I, I, I think, uh, if there was something there, he's not going to put us in a bad situation. And that's, that's ultimately what all these conversations come to. Um, are we going to be putting ourselves in a situation that we can't come back from? And you know, that, that does create the problem of a heftier cap hit with some of the other moves we've made. Uh, Darlene's sitting at the $6 million right now. And, uh, I mean, that's that might be the long and short of it when it comes to flexibility. Um, oh, no. So I got Mike back, but I only see a black screen. There he is. Hey, Mike. Hey, uh, trade offer out there, and my, my whole Wi-Fi just collapsed for, for no Jesus. reason. Jesus. I know. Uh, Jared, throw it out there. The cat step on your keyboard again. That that was my kitty cat. Um, I do have to say, R.I.P. She she did. I wow. Well, cat steps on the keyboard. That's the end of the cat, huh? <laughs> Jeez, oh Pete, man. Woo! Don't touch the don't touch the magic over there. Woo! Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I am. Uh, we were heartbroken. Um. I guess we still we're still dealing with it. But yeah, it was. Um. I. <sighs> She did. She jumped on the keyboard like two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. But the reason was that she was sleeping in the office, like cuddled up in the corner yeah. uh, because I don't know if you know this, Mike and Jared, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Uh, cats try to get out of the way because they don't want to be a burden when they pass and they're in their head. They're thinking I will, I will be in this hole and they'll never have to clean me up, which is like cat psychology. Uh, so she's sleeping in my office for the first time in her life, and she decided it was time to go have a snack. Jumped right on the keyboard, and there went the live recording. Um, unfortunately, yep, we did uh, we did lose our poor little Thethe. Um, rest oh, in peace, sorry. kitty cat. Uh, we'll yeah. All right, I don't want to talk about it because then I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to get all gurgly and. Man, at what point this okay. season um, is the Kaiser going to start sleeping in weird places? Um. God, you know, I was kind of thinking, and I, I wonder if anybody else is is going to be thinking this. Um, he had his 500th game tonight. I know sometimes coaches, GMs have that in the back of their mind. Let's get them, you know, let's get him a milestone, and then yeah, it was right there. Yeah, are we getting him a milestone and then moving on? Yeah, I think uh, I think that there might be some credence to that. Uh, but of course, we'll know more as we move along. Uh, Gustav Lindstrom made his triumphant return tonight, right? I, I Mike, I'm telling you, first game back, uh, he's actually the leader 
An expected goals for per 60 for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, even the outdid Sider stayed at the top. Um, yeah, exactly. Wow. He's, he was right back up there again tonight. Uh, so uh, he was a part of the first goal, but I, you know, that was, that was the penalty kills involved in there. So I, I don't, I don't, yeah. uh, you know, get too worked up about a penalty kill giving up a goal. I don't say, you know, wow, that, that defenseman, he's, he's, out of whack. Um, but yeah, the five on five statistics still falling in line for, for Gustav. Um, man, I've been, I've been rambling for a while, but I did see Eric Johnson throw in there. Uh, he jumped at Darlene. See, no yeah, problem. Eric, Eric Tristan. I, it's not like Darlene is not a great player and it'd be a heck of a get, but would you guys be willing to throw Red Wing first round picks at it? Cause I'm pretty sure that's what it would take. I don't think you could get away with making this trade with, you know, second and third tier Red Wing prospects and second and third rounders. Would you guys be willing to throw first rounders out there? That's my question. And I, I think too, that, you know, we, we would have, we would have to get back into that conversation about throwing four first round picks away to landing Elias Pettersson. Right. And we made the argument, like, it's pretty <laughs> tough to get an Elias Pettersson. Are we, is Rasmus Dahlin in that conversation where it's impossible to find another Rasmus Dahlin? Right now, I don't know if I've seen enough to say it's impossible to find one. And even in free agency, I think it, it there's there's a possibility. And even with what we have going with Simon Edmondson right now, uh, being in the leaderboard, as uh, Ice Hockey Gifts has been tweeting out, uh, in the, the top four for SHL <laughs> points earners. Well, what the fuck, defenseman? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Would you say, Matt, that you... It's not that trading Red Wing first-round picks is something you would never want to do, but would you rather reserve them for um, a centerman? Because that's what I would rather do. Because we have – not only is it defense, which I feel like sometimes you can kind of find some borderline, you know, top four guys, right, in trades and sometimes free agency, but finding, like, a first- or second-line centerman, that's that's where I'm willing to invest, um, like, more – risky capital in, yeah. in terms of like a first rounder. Um, yeah. Soap dish is, is right there with us uh, with Ed Edmondson, at least uh, he, I, I see this as well. Project uh, Edmondson would be projected to have a higher ceiling than Darlene. So now we're filling out. I think if we all agreed now we're filling out this defense with potentially losing some, some first rounders, some, some potential from uh, our own prospect pool. And just to, just to lock up the second pairing, right? I still think I'd I'd like to go with more flexibility to figure that out uh, than to lose a bunch and spend six mil. I, I I just again, if Steve made the move, I'd trust it. I think I'd Darren McCarty that, and I'd be like, hey, it's Steve Eiserman. You just trust him. It's Steve. Um, shout out to uh, Tristan who actually went back and watched that episodes for uh, for context. Oh god. I'm now, so Tristan sorry, says Tristan. uh a 2023 first and Emil Vero. I don't know if Buffalo would take that. Right? As have we seen enough from yeah. Vero to to say that uh you know they they're, they're going to feel super confident that they have an NHLer there and now that we're going a year into um and Tristan, what are what's Buffalo going to do with the thirty uh, second pick in the first round? Right, <laughs> right after we win the cup, that's not a good pick anymore. Uh, it's, 
Um, I, I think it would have to, I think it would have to be juicier than that. Uh, just, just off the top of my head. I, I think you could make the argument based off of what they did for Eichel, that maybe this is a reasonable ask from Buffalo, uh, which I do think, uh, you know, you always side with, uh, the team that got, um, that gets the superstar Vegas would get the win, but I also don't think Vegas did give up. A you lot know what though? Can it. I say that Tristan brings up an important, uh, but like something I really agree with is that. Do you see the Red Wings making a first round pick in 2023? Or is that one of the first ones where they traded for a ready now guy? Cause suddenly it feels like this team's only, you know, a couple forwards and one more defensive prospect from, you know, being something. So I, I definitely see like 2022 that that's going to be a Red Wing first rounder. But 2023, I could pretty comfortably say I, I can see that being moved for a, a win now guy. Um, I'm trying to do the math in my head right now. I, I think. I think that that would be something that that depends, right? Like we're gonna see where that team's sitting at the at the trade deadline at that point, right? So then then they're gonna be picking up that guy that that can help them win. In which case, I hate it because I think that's when you you lose you lose the most uh, with like that value with your draft pick. Um, feels like you get more value from a draft pick on draft day, and then you lose a lot of value with that draft pick on trade deadline day. So I, I would just say if that does happen, that is like my least favorite time to trade draft picks is <laughs> when when that happens uh, is, is during the during the um, the trade deadline in the middle of the season. But um, I, I do have uh, silver thirty three forty four thrown out there. Twenty twenty three is a deep draft, so even that uh, Stanley Cup pick, Mike pick thirty two, is going to be a valuable asset coming <laughs> from Buffalo. <laughs> um, now Henrik is coming over from Sweden. Uh, Edmondson, uh, we'll have Edmondson in a year or two. He's no Darlene, but he's pretty damn good. Even though I'm a Swede and I like Darlene, I'd rather throw money at an elite C. So there we go. Henrik coming down yep. to it. Now, Henrik, you, you've definitely seen, uh, in the SHL, uh, I, I do forget, but the, the guys who do the period breaks for the SHL compared Edmondson to Nicholas Lidstrom. So is that, does that, does that track in your mind, Henrik? I get your quick thoughts. You could just say a quick No. Uh, you can throw out a fuck no if you're like, I don't know what they're talking about. But, um, <laughs> I mean, those words get me excited. And of course, That's, Yeah, like, do we have to accuse these guys? Exactly. Do we have to accuse them of hyperbole? Drinking the Kool-Aid? Or do you see something out there, you know, that they're allowed to even make that connection? Uh, Joey throw it out there. Save him for a first-line center. Um, Soap dish. I think Buffalo would view that as a mid to late first um, in a, oh, in a mid-level prospect. Um, gotcha. I got the correction right underneath there. Yeah. Um, let me, let me pull up some of these. Uh, we got a lot of comments actually. I didn't, uh, I didn't refresh this here, but um, I, I, I think ultimately it's, it's still, it's still one of those things. Like I, I don't hate trading for Rasmus Dahlin in any way, because I think that does get closer. Like, like we just said, I just said, it just said within the last five minutes, Vegas won the Jack Eichel trade, regardless of who they gave up because they got the elite guy. Rasmus Dahlin pushes you in that direction, right? I mean, this is this is a former number one, so I... Yeah, I know, but it's, it's a number not, one defenseman. I, I, 
Ah. We would like Iceman. This would be have this would have to be the fleece job of a lifetime. If he somehow doesn't give up a 2022 first and makes this trade happen, uh, I make him GM of the century. Like rename the award for GM of the year because that that would be a bare butt spanking for Buffalo. Uh, Henrik throws in there just real quick. Uh, there's only one Blitzstrom. <laughs> I, that is that is a fantastic answer. Um, now, did the commentary team he, say he was the next Lidstrom or Lindstrom? Oh, they could have been talking about Gustav. That's correct. Yeah, was it the next Gustav? A great penalty killer. <laughs> That'd be great to have two of those guys. No, I and all joking aside, I, I remember the guy like really tiptoeing around the idea, and he's like, "I know a lot of people are gonna." Oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it started. <laughs> All right. Um, what else? What else happened tonight, Mike? I mean, at some point. Um, oh, Brad coming in. Uh, sorry, I, this was mentioned earlier. So I'm sorry. Somebody else mentioned this, but I'm going to give Brad credit. Can anyone else see uh, Steve offloading Rasmussen at some point? Um, I mean, you're getting 50 cents on the dollar. Uh, you know, the productivity's not there. Where I don't think a move really makes sense. He's he's got a. He's got to pad those numbers a little bit in Detroit for Eiserman to move them because there's, there's nothing there. Jared throws out there. He has he has up until the trade deadline to figure it out. Um, this is one of those <laughs> things that yeah. looks eerily similar to the uh, the Nolan Patrick situation, which is now again we're talking about another trade to to uh, to Vegas, another movement of player assets to uh, to Vegas. And now Nolan Patrick sits there and he's injured, but um, it just seems like. Whatever the initial plan was for for Rasmussen, uh, it just keeps getting downgraded until they can find a way to keep him in the lineup, right? Like now we're we're looking at fourth line minutes um, and barely any special teams, and when he's out there, it looks it looks like a struggle. And I hate to say it, but um, you know we've 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 had mentioned in the comments, you and I have said it, Mike, uh, today about uh, player development just being off. You know, we we're talking about Rasmus Dahlin, maybe stepping it up if he moved to Detroit. <clears throat> but the player development, could it be that bad? Or here's here's the point I was coming to. Rasmussen has all the problems that I remember reading about in his scouting report. And it all starts with the skating. And that appears to still be a problem. So it could it could be something that works itself out they find a working strategy for a guy that size a guy that uh he's not you know he's a professional hockey player of course he skates better than i do he skates better than everybody in this chat <laughs> but he, he's just not skating well enough to make the difference uh right now for whatever the the strategy or plan is for him and when i say plan or strategy i mean if he's on the first line he completely drags that first line down which we saw that opportunity in in the last week uh special teams as well uh and then um yeah i guess like where we see him make the least amount of damage is in the bottom six but i don't know if that's where you keep a former first round talent is that what are, what the original plan was is to limit the amount of damage he does i i don't know i i like the idea of a mitchell stevens another mitchell stevens coming into you know locking up another role um i i mean think about how good mitchell stevens is is that he kicked lucas raymond who's a pretty good defensive forward 
kicked him right off the ice and went paired with uh, with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi to end the game. So, I mean, it's not something where we look at Rasmussen and say, for sure, get him out there last two minutes of the game. That's our boy. He's got this on lockdown. It's just, again, I see him playing these bottom six minutes because that's where he does the least amount of damage. And I I, I don't know. I think, um, I think we have against, a better option you mean than against Joe Blato the, right now. Do you mean against the Red Wings? Yeah, doing the most. Yeah, the least. He's doing the least amount of least negative amount of damage. damage against us. Yeah. yeah, he's hurting us the least by playing the least amount of minutes out of fourth line. Got it. And again, you not, don't hate him. Yeah, yeah it's I don't personal. Yeah, oh, I, just, I don't hate him. <laughs> it's like we're you know we talked about it. I think last week where you know you're going to have multiple games, multiple instances where everybody's going to kind of get moved around because we know. Without a doubt that Bertuzzi's definitely going to be missing, you know, missing games. So that means that there's first line minute opportunities. There's power play minute opportunities. Somebody's going to have to take those spots and Brass is not doing it yet. Uh, Sam Chowdhury, um, <laughs> maybe load him onto a shipping container and let him go wherever the Oh, no. Sam, I can't, I can't. <laughs> that line's hilarious, but I just watched season two of The Wire that opens up with people in a shipping container. So I'm a little scared of that one. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. It's, come on, it's The Wire. Get on, people. Mike, can you believe it? DraftKings is recognizing our favorite sport. We do a podcast about hockey, and we are finally able to discuss the fact that they're an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Um, let's let's go, right? That's what I'm ready to say. Matt, I've had enough talking about the other sports. Stop for a big boy sport. The <laughs> NHL. That's National Hockey League. That season is underway. DraftKings Sportsbook and unofficial. Sports betting partner of the National Hockey League has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice, nay, the greatest sport on earth. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one time clapper. Oh, gotta be a, or a slapper, maybe, or a deft uh, deflection. However, they light the lamp, you win. Sports what if book. it's some nasty sauce? All right, go What on. if it's an empty netter? Still counts on the stat sheet, my man. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal this week one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code thpn at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit one dollar wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling promo call 1-800-GAMBLER I, uh, I went furniture shopping today and I had multiple people explain to me that there's a bunch of furniture stuck on shipping containers. Some are out to sea, some are just sitting in ports. So furniture is more expensive. And it's like, all right, we're leaving. Thanks. I I asked you, <laughs> do you have a great glider in this building? And that's the answer. So it's like, all right, peace out, dude. Um, don't go buy furniture right now, everybody. Um so it's not gonna work out. Don't uh, don't try to get your siding done either. <laughs> Ordered that back that... in June, and it's 
November, and we still don't have an installation date. Ooh. So I actually, uh, my siding has been falling off the side of my house. So I've been collecting it. I just need to get a siding guy to come over and put it in. So I'm glad I saved it. I was this close to throwing it away to clear out my yeah. garage today. There's, there's no product. Nobody's doing any work. So uh, yeah, good luck with that. Um, so I do, I do want to throw this in there, Michigan UP. All I want to see is Valeno, Zadina, Verona, second line. <clears throat> I think this is a great transition, Mike, into who I think had his best game of the season. So oh, well, I know who you're going to say. Ready, Matt? I got a couple laser guns right here for you, buddy. Hughes <laughs> <laughs> was rocking and rolling tonight, man. He did really well. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I do think this is one of the things that, as I did my... Um, you know, I've been putting together those pre games and stuff for for each one of these uh, for each one of these hockey games, except for this weekend. I couldn't, I just couldn't find the time to do it. But uh, yeah, watch watch Puse uh, laser beam uh, one of these. Um, this, this was a beautiful goal. Um, <clears throat> good good awareness too, like good positioning. Uh, kept his, his stick on the ice to make sure that this rebound goes right at the net, which I. Puse scores this goal the rest of the night, Mike. Puse is just throwing the puck at the net, and I absolutely loved it. And I again, yeah. this was this was easily his his best game of the season in my eyes. Um, yeah, so it looked, to, like, to talk it looked about... like the switch flipped. Uh, Mickey mentioned it a couple times too. Like, man, every was it um, was it just the last game he got that um, was yeah. it a goal and assist? And it's just <laughs> yeah, it looks like the switch flipped. It looks like he's got his confidence going, like he you know had last year, especially in that hat trick against us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> try not to mention that every time um but yeah he he finally looks comfortable and like you said he's just peppering shots in there uh because yeah. he's just like yeah this feels good baby feed me yeah, that fuck the the confidence seemed to uh to be there i i yeah. think it is something too that puce has played better at home as well um i think i think he does um feed off that energy from uh from the crowd but i <clears throat> i was thinking about this you know during mid mid game asking people on twitter uh, so, of course, I want to get your guys' opinion. Now, uh, I guess I'm going to give you my opinion, and then you guys can tell me what you think. <laughs> we'll we'll, <laughs> correct, you. we'll I mean, correct your yeah, opinion. Yeah, man. let me Go know. Ahead. Yeah, we'll correct uh, you. Go ahead. I mean, this this is – if Puse gets locked in, if if this is the new Puse suitor, I mean, we're talking about a first line that uh, – I could show you guys some stats. Like, this is clearly the best first line in the NHL so far this, this season of uh, when Dylan Larkin is in – Tyler Bertuzzi and Lucas Raymond, when they're playing together, it is it, it, analytically. We're not, we're, I mean, we could talk about the eyeball test, but the analytics test true. It is the best first line in the NHL right now from an offensive production standpoint. Um, Statistically, isn't it exceeding Marchand and the boys? Absolutely, it is. They aren't even, they're not even near the top of the list. Um, but to continue this thought of Pew Suter, if this yeah. is Puse for the rest of the season, which, you know, the chances that he plays this well for the rest, you know, every game here on out, it's, it's slim. But uh, if we get if we get this, if we get 75% of what we got tonight from Puse for the rest of the season, you immediately have two tough decisions for any coach, for anybody who's going out next, especially when we're in Little Caesars Arena and, uh, and we get that change. This... This is that team that we were talking about before the season started. We need Puse Suter to be who Puse was tonight for this to be an actual competitive potential like playoff sniffing team. Am I right or am I not? Am I am I overthinking this? 
Is it just me putting too many variables on it? Do I have enough asterisks? I keep saying Pius has to play this well. I'm not saying he will. I, I, I've got a lot of barriers up, Mike. I've been hurt a lot by these Red Wing players. Um, I, I've got I've got a six-foot pull-up between me and Pius right now to make sure he can't hurt me. But um, well, I, I got to say, is, like, he's a good player, right? But, um, he's, you know, you just want to be careful. You don't want to be accused of uh, being the, the Swedish commentary team with the hyperbole because um, – <laughs> Another great comment by Mickey tonight that I just wanted to be on the coattails of is he talked about, man, what a world of difference it makes when Larkin, Bertuzzi, and Raymond are playing with each other. Because it's not just that you have, you know, an excellent, productive, you know, defensive um, uh, team uh, lineup out there. It means you can, you know, set up the, the, the matchups exactly like how you want. So Pews tonight, you know, maybe he wasn't exactly going up against, you know, Vegas's quote unquote number two line. If he's out there against, you know, their number three line that, you know, because he had to kind of basically knock everybody down, move everybody up a pecking order with all the injuries. You know, he he is a very good, I guess we'll call him third line center. It's just when the second line, if it's an excellent team with a really, really good second line, maybe that's where he kind of gets lost a little bit. So I don't want to go too crazy. But at least, at least you're seeing the at least you're seeing the confidence out of them, and I, I still I, think we're we're one more centerman away. I got to throw out a quick apology. I just realized I shared that same replay for about five minutes. So, <laughs> right along the lines of Mike, your your least favorite thing. Yeah, about that, that replay was uh, yeah, that replay was <laughs> yelling at us, man. You all catched us on AOL Instant Messenger with that one. I, yeah. I, I apologize. Um, now, performance art no. makes the best point. It, it's still in Larkin. When he's in there, that's that's where the matchup issues start. I would say then, it's matchup and then emotionally. Like, Bertuzzi <laughs> looks like our most talented player. And, you know, scoring-wise, if he's not out there, it's really tough to score. But that emotional leader, there's zero doubt that it's Larkin. Everybody looks better when he's out there. Everybody. I mean, I want to have uh, some fun here because I know I know Bertuzzi shot sixty-seven percent yesterday. Uh, what did he shoot tonight? Because I know we're including an empty net goal, so I, I get to cheat a little bit here. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things. I think uh, if we, you know, how how often would this actually happen? But if he shoots like above sixty percent, we're undefeated. Um, all right, Mike, he shot a hundred percent tonight. Woo! Well, sure the felt streak, like it. That streak's alive. When he shoots above 60%, the Detroit Red Wings are undefeated. All right. Um, oh, wait. No, that can't be right. We lost the first fucking game. All right. We have a point streak. Starting <laughs> after the first game. Yeah. Starting now. No, no. That's still a point streak because uh, we, we got a point out of that Tampa game. Um, <clears throat> Brad, uh, top line is pure chemistry. Take Larkin or Bird out, it takes the life out of the team. Absolutely. That's a great point, Mike. You know, kind of going along the same lines of what you were saying. Soap yeah. Dish, Dylan is the most important player. And Mike, while we were chit-chatting, uh, Dylan Larkin took, uh, I don't know, podium. Um, I don't know. Uh, and did make the announcement here, uh, what, what was going on, why he was missing time. Uh, Brad's got it. Uh, Dylan said his family needed him. Uh, he did say, uh, so Brad was watching this, seemed a bit emotional in the post game, asked uh, folks to respect his, his family's privacy. Uh, we, we've been pretty adamant, Mike, since this started that, um, you know, this is Dylan Arkin's thing. We were just, yeah, we, that we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and yep. whatever. Yeah. 
And, but the only, you know, not we're going to be bummed. We're going to be bummed that he's not playing for us. Of course we are. We're Red Wings fans. Uh, right. But absolutely. Like if Dylan needs more time, I, I always say, take your time, be with your family. Um, it, it's got, it's, you got to lean in that direction, especially for the boys that we love like this. Um, all right. Soap dish. Okay. We got soap dish. Dylan, most important player on the team. Tristan Bertuzzi is second in the league behind dry Is that uh, in shot percentage? Oh, for goals. Okay. <laughs> the comments are coming in slow. Oh Sorry about yeah. that. Tristan. Um, like, what is Dreisaitl's shooting percentage? Is it 98? <laughs> My God. How did he get 101%? Well, for, you know? Yeah, for tonight, he'd have to be 101%. Um, wow. He got two goals on one shot. It's incredible. Uh, performance art. When Verona gets back, we're in the first round of the playoffs. I'll take my cider jersey in white. Thanks, guys. I did promise performance art a, a more cider jersey, to which my wife caught wind of that. Um... She said, you can use your money to pay for that. Um, and you said, course, you know what, honey? I can use my allowance however I want. Yeah. Yeah. Now, honey, I didn't I tell you to be because this one's embroidered. <laughs> yeah, performance art. He said he needed the, you know, he wants the official game-worn Moritz Cider jersey. Oh, God, he wants game sweat in that jersey. Woo! <laughs> well, who doesn't want a Moritz Cider game sweat jersey, huh? <laughs> can we start... Can we start referring to game worn jerseys? Hashtag game, game sweat. Hashtag game sweat. <laughs> game sweat jerseys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Um, I think uh, we've got some mentions hey, here. Matt, of, it's um... a it's a holiday must have. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. I'm fine with it. All right. Um. All right. So we we did have uh something that uh, we kind of glossed over a little bit. Uh. Red Wings, arguably, best first line in the league right now. Uh, Mike, this is your top 10. This is before tonight where they all turned in fantastic games. Uh, Lucas Raymond, Mike, just so you know, was at a, a 6.9 for tonight. So this number is going to go up. Uh, but this is expected goals for per 60. So the way you want to think about this is that, um, you know, these guys these guys are playing close to, you know, just, just under 20 minutes a night, right? So you d- divide this by three. Like, their expected goals for per 60 is saying that when this line is out there, they're at least bringing a goal per night, which is crazy. Wow. And there, there isn't another line on this list for a while uh, to fill out. Now there's, there's some asterisks that have to be thrown in there because this is goals expected goals for per 60. So a guy like Nolan Patrick is number nine on this list. Um, we already talked about how he's injured. He's not getting first line minutes, but when he's out there, he's at least him and his line are throwing the puck at the net. It's just not the most, um, how do I want to put this? It's it's sometimes rare to see a, an entire line at the top of this list and jumbled up like this, like it is. So this, this is quite incredible right now. And we know that this first line, the whole Red Wings team lives and dies with this first line performing well. But this is it. Like <laughs> this, this at least tells you, like at the start of the season, Mike, I did an entire episode devoted to the fact that this first line is a top five first line in the league. And that was with that was with Verana in there. 
I don't know if we want to get into a conversation about how Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi are the common denominators in that equation, or if we want to talk about how amazing Lucas Raymond is, or if we just want to just bow down to this statistic and just say, holy fuck balls. Like this is incredible for the Detroit Red Wings right now. And um, I mean, you know, we talked earlier about trade value for, for Bertuzzi, but I mean, I the just, chemistry's there now, right? This this would be the yeah. third season where and, and and a lot of the um a lot of the talk that I had at the beginning of the season where the first line was gonna be one of the best in the league was based off of Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin playing together two seasons ago. Because of course Tyler only had the nine games last season. So we're talking about a span of three seasons where Larkin and Bertuzzi clearly play fantastic together. And that right winger being Lucas Raymond makes this line that much better, that much more consistent. I think just, just from the sheer talent of this guy being able to rip it at any moment. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you guys I got just, a chance like, to check this out. I just think that like sometimes with statistics like this, right. You do have to kind of take it with, you know, a little bit of context to kind of, you know, dig a little bit deeper like how's you know nolan patrick on there on, the, on that same list but i this doesn't feel like one of those statistics where it's like you know you go to a tigers baseball game and they're like you know on on thursday nights whenever the month ends in an ary <laughs> and the catcher is leading off to start a fourth inning the tigers are guaranteed to hit 230 in that inning you're like why wait a minute like january yeah, it's all you got. That's, that's so they'll have these, like, tigers. Yeah, they'll have these. That's winter ball. You know, ob- obscure. Yeah, <laughs> winter ball. In Arizona. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're guaranteeing a two thirty hit um, in winter ball. But I just mean it's always like some obscure stat, right? This yeah. this feels like the opposite of that. This feels like fans in Detroit are eyeball testing this incredible threesome and being like, man, th- this 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 is otherworldly, right? Like these guys are so efficient. Like they're they're excellent at scoring, they're excellent at defending. Um, it feels like they're winning their matchup most nights when they're out on the ice. Um, is there is there something more to this, or are these just you know some hometown bias feelings? And it feels like we kind of have something to kind of you know support um, what our what our eyeballs are t- telling us. Yeah, I think and I think it would be a lot. It would be so different if I went into the season and wasn't basing the idea that this would be a top five first line, if I wasn't basing that off of analytics from the previous three seasons. So <clears throat> we, we at least had a track record to say that there was a trend moving in, moving this first line in that direction. And again, me, me saying that first line was going to be Verona, not uh, Lucas Raymond, but, uh, and again, nobody really was looking at Lucas Raymond going for sure. No, this guy's over a point a game. Yep, no problem. Power play killer. He's going to light up the power play. No problem. Um, Matt, real quick, can I say something controversial? Yeah. When Verona comes back, are the Red Wings going to do the Red Wing thing and send Lucas Raymond back down to Grand Rapids? No. You know, we want to make sure he gets 25 minutes a night. So we want to ease him in, ease him in. He's past the 10-game thing. If they send him down to Grand Rapids, Steve already said that he wants anybody in Grand Rapids that's at the the Raymond, Valeno, Berggren level. Like, they have to be getting, like, legitimate minutes. They have to be in a, in, a, in a position to learn and score. So he's not like getting less minutes if he goes down there, but yeah, he's, right. he's past the 10 game thing. It's, it's done. Lucas is a red wing. Mike, 
Thank he's, he's going to be going for the Calder Trophy this year. I think that's something to market these players. They need to sell season tickets next year, Mike. You seen that arena? We've been conditioned. It's empty. Man. We've been conditioned. We don't want to rush Lucas. You know, we're going to give him maybe two, three more seasons in Grand Rapids, and then eventually, maybe we'll give him a, a preseason tryout. I don't know. That's how Blasher works. Thank you, Joey. Joey catches it. <laughs> Uh, soap dish. Uh, Raymond will never play in the AHL. Abs- absolutely. I, Mike, that is one of the, wow, there's a like a family of ladybugs uh, in my office right now. Jesus, that's kind of weird. I think um, they're all stuck in the same spider web. <laughs> no, they're out crawling Do around. Do some dusting there. up there. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> my eat. office is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, we know. There's, there's dead cats. There's ladybugs. Um, Sorry, where were we? Cobwebs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is where we lose viewers. Um, no, but listen. Yeah, there's yeah. no and, way. Yeah. Joking aside. Joking if aside. Raymond, no if way. Raymond heads yeah. down to, like, like I will lose any good thought I've had about, you know, any positive um, argument I've made about, about Jeff and where I've said, you know, the difference between all these mediocre coaches is razor thin. You have your greatest coaches of all time. You have you know, stinker coaches, Jeff somewhere in the middle, and all those coaches are kind of just like jumbled together. They all just turn out the same shit night after night, and it's all based off talent. But if Lucas gets sent down to the AHL by some decision of Jeff and Steve's combined, everything I've said goes out the window. They're both like, I, I would have zero trust in them going forward. I just wouldn't know what was going on. But I also can tell you, Mike, I have 100% confidence that that will not i will i won't even have right. to worry so about that. we're also not a kyle quincy trade away from sending mo to the miners just i'm gonna delete that's it from this all right that's about matt's about to mute me he's had enough of my shenanigans <laughs> all right i'm just i can matt we can get away with these jokes finally because it feels like you know these guys are awesome I think it feels yeah. like two top level prospects living up to the billing it's great it's not yeah it's not even just like these guys are, are, they're not like hurting the team. Like this team is only successful right now. We're only at the point we're at right now because <laughs> these two guys are on the team. The reason yeah. that I'm going to owe performance art of fucking cider Jersey at the end of the year is because of both of these guys are that damn good. Um, it's just, <laughs> I mean, I, like, I know, I know you said you were, you were joking, but I, I just, I, we can yeah, have fun that, when we win, by the way. This is nice. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, that, that would be it for me. Like this, this, the, the management team, uh, the coaching, like I would just be done. I, that would be it for me. I would be so done. And I'd be, I'd it's be not happening. Not, ha- yeah. not happening. We're not saying that it's going to happen. We're just, just kidding. Uh, now we were bringing up, uh, we could, we could bring up, uh, the Raymond goal again here. Cause we're going to talk about him uh, for another couple seconds here, by the way, uh, can I talk about this power play goal for a sec while I bring this up? Yeah. Cause I want to bring up Joey's point that Lafreniere only has four points to Raymond's six goals so far. <laughs> and, and also Raymond's 14 points. Um, now you can see the pass from Bertuzzi over to, to Raymond if you guys go over to at BOD Hockey, I, I don't have that queued up, and it, this is this video is much cleaner than what I have going on on at BOD Hockey because it's just me filming my television <laughs> that I pause and I rewind. Um, but right with the express written consent of the National Hockey League, of course. Well, 
I got my wife's permission to film our television (laughs) while the kids talk in the background. Um, Let me throw this out there, though. The power play was actually designed to set up this play because right before Lucas puts this goal in, you can see Lucas actually controlling the puck there. He throws it over to Cider. The puck eventually bounces all the way around back to Lucas for the goal. Yeah. Literally right before Lucas passed it back to Cider. They were controlling the puck again after Bertuzzi tried to do that exact play. So what we're doing, Mike, is we have, and I, I, I'm just saying it because this is what this is what the Capitals have been doing for however many years. Oh my God, man! What comparison? Are you about Alexander to make? Ovechkin. Oh, here we go. Power play. Here we go. But they already know that he's the guy. Like set him up in the fucking circle to rip one for a goal. I it's mean, how many nice. like next season Ovechkin we're going to have next year we're going to have Ovechkin and Lidstrom on the same team. It's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, man, uh, we are drinking the hyperbole Kool-Aid tonight, let me tell you. It's, but yeah, you know he, he did make a great play. We we made the point at the beginning of the episode. I mean, this is people hit the panic button and were like, this is it. This team is back to where we were in 2019. But it was a game without Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. Those don't count. Those yes. are real games. Yeah. Look at how bad Vegas looks without their first line. Of course, of course, it's going to be rough without your first line. And a team that's already struggling to find a full 12 forwards and six defensemen. Yes, tough. And I would argue without Gustav Lidstrom as well, who brings, from an analytics perspective, quite a bit in offense for us. So all that combined, yes, of course we weren't going to score. But they're back. Gustav was back. Mike, we didn't even talk about Gustav being back. I've laid into him. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. That's a terrible yeah. choice of words. But I've been excited for Gustav all season, and now they're back. Dylan was back. This First, was just tonight was a you know, major back love from fest, his, his Canada break. Tonight was a major love fest. Um, Matt, what's on the what's on the dock for the schedule? Because uh, I know this Thursday I'm going to be. Uh, Take a little trip to Little Caesars. Catch me some, some capitals. I'm gonna see uh, this year's Ovechkin. Oh um, shit! You're you're going on Thursday? Yeah, I'm gonna see uh, number twenty three Red Wing Raymond Ovechkin I- going up against Capitals Ovechkin. I'm pretty excited. I'm going on Saturday. Yeah, I told your wife to pick that game. <laughs> you're welcome. We almost went tonight, which would have been pretty cool to see the Dylan Larkin return. But um, Mike, yeah. I mean, we have. All right, so clearly, if anybody is interested in Red Wings hockey, the big reason you're excited about Thursday's game, Mike's going to be there. Saturday's game, you're going to be excited because I'm going to be there. But Mike, on Tuesday, you're going to be excited because Connor McDavid is making a trip to Little Caesars Arena. Um, I, I looked over at my wife and, and like, do you remember at the start of the season, um, Jeff Blaschel said, Lucas Raymond makes the team if my wife can can tell like if she can see the difference that he's making and it, it was a little you know it was, it was a little, little 1950s of you a little yeah. 1950s he he quickly corrected himself and said she loves hockey but that was also like oh i take I, my I, wife but not my car you know like what what are you talking about man what what century are we in um <laughs> Now, my, my wife hates hockey, but I, I pointed to the TV, and even she saw Connor McDavid versus Lucas Raymond on Tuesday, and she went, oh. <laughs> so, and and that that's a struggle. She hates almost all sports. So 
Um, that is uh, D&D night, but you know what I'm going to do? Uh, we play remote, so I'm going to be propping up the old cell phone and uh, oh playing God. the game while I got my D&D sesh going. So uh, where my D&D boys at? Come on, Tristan, my man. Woo! <laughs> God damn D&D. Uh, I do miss D&D. It's been, it's been quite a while. Um, <clears throat> all right. We, we had some Connor... Uh, conversation here yeah i can't wait to see uh uncle mo uh going up against connor it's gonna be great connor gets shootout bias on <sighs> tuesday i think i think what you're saying soap dish is that this could be high scoring but there's no way we can keep up with uh edmonton who i think is what are they nine and one right now uh they're a buzzsaw right now yeah yeah um i mean connor's going for like 200 points this year Jesus I, I just, Christ. it's insane yeah. uh and to think like you know I mean, Dreisaitl, I think he has 23 points and Connor has 22, but we, we know what's going on there. Come on. Let's, I mean, it's, it's Connor. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you guys. All right. Nine and one, uh, Edmonton. Uh, what did we say next was Washington, who we already beat, but maybe they're a little, uh, they're a little sore after we beat them in overtime. Uh, 11 games, 14 points for Washington. Their points percentage is, uh, 636. And then I will be watching the Red Wings try and redeem themselves. Against the Montreal Canadiens, I really, I really hope that's how the Wings see it. If Larkin is there, I like how Mike. How much fun is it going to be when Bertuzzi gets a hat trick Saturday against the Canadiens? I don't know if I'm going to be out of my jeans and going to need to bring an extra pair. If I, you know what, I'm not sure what liquid it'll be. We'll put it that way. Is it going to be one that's sticky, you know, or am I going to be covered in something yellow and hot out of anger? Am I going to be pissing myself in anger because Tyler is like a is a Montreal Canadiens killer, and we only get to see him at home? Listen, uh, that, that joke is too it, messy I wanna, and gross. I want to put it to the people, man. Yeah, because last these past three games, um, Tristan opened the show with the last win win. I was extremely confident about those three outcomes. Last win win. This week, I have no idea. Matt, this is going to be the Buzzsaw Oilers. This is going to be uh, the Capitals wanting revenge. And this is going to be Montreal, who has steamrolled us twice. So I, I don't know where these games are going to go at all. But I will say, if we're going to keep jumping aboard the Hyperbowl train, um, <laughs> the if we're going to stay on the, hy- the Epitome, this is the Epitome of Hyperbowl. Um <laughs> If the Red Wings get, my God, like four or five points out of these three games, then we're talking playoffs. Um, there, I'm putting it down. Because these are I, three really difficult games, even though they are at home. These are tough games. Yeah, and even, you know, anybody that would laugh at the Montreal being a difficult game, that team's in your head. Yep. That is so much more difficult to deal with than having Connor McDavid come in because you're going to be stepping up Cider's gonna be looking at that. He's gonna be looking. Cider's gonna be looking at Drysital going. I'm gonna knock that fucker down. I am gonna be leading Team Germany come February. That's my team. Like <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I picture going down. I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's too much. I I said fucker, and I I feel really bashful right now after saying it out loud. Are you guys um, not gonna be glued to these three games though? Because this this is a real test for the Red Wings. These. I mean, I'm, Eric, I'm, I'm like Eric's got, Eric's got the best point with the, the power play for Edmonton being at 50%. 
Yeah, but they ain't seen Gustav. I don't, I don't Go get him, Lindstrom. I don't think it was <laughs> clearly our, our biggest weakness. Uh, Jared's got us loss, OT loss, and a win. Oh, I do have to mention Tristan's got uh, D and D cousin, so that that's his uh, that's All his right. connection. Soapdish is looking for a D and D group, Mike. So you've got uh, if you need a filler, Red Wings Red D and D group. We Ashton Hathaway, D and D, woo, my man Ashton. All woo! right, you're right, Mike. You you were right to bring up Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. I apologize, everybody. My uh my current <laughs> character is a turtle named Pancake Galapagos. So uh, yeah, pretty proud of that name. Four straight wins. Going four straight wins. My dude. He's I mean, he's got his cider jersey coming, Mike. You're you're saying that if we get if we're at four straight wins, if I might as well these, just order the yeah. cider jersey for performance art at that point. Is that correct? If we defeat the buzzsaw and we beat and win a revenge game and we like nut up and just destroy Montreal, this is a playoff team. That's that's all there is to it. Can I can I point out? Joey says uh, just don't get penalties against Edmonton. I I don't think we got a penalty. We didn't get a power play against Buffalo until the third period. Is that is that right? I so I I, I feel like, you know that that's still that's still a legit strategy. You just got to make sure you know Tuzi's not throwing two, fucking throwing two handers right in front of the ref. So are we? Uh, are fucking we, idiots. Is uh, Giovanni Mestikov throwing checks? Is Giovanni that? gonna be a is Giovanni gonna be a healthy scratch? Uh, sure. The human penalty machine. No, he's not like I does. <laughs> he's not that bad. Um, yeah, you're probably right. No, no, Giovanni's... no, because I, I don't know. He... I love him. Like I, he's out there defending our guys, but I'm like, oh man, we're going to the box. Damn it! All right, get out there, Gustav. So, <laughs> all right, performance art says he doesn't need a jersey anymore. He just wants playoff hockey. I, I, I'm a man of my word, though. Um, so where, where were we? We had uh, Jared loss, OT loss, and a win. Brad loss, OT win, and a win. Uh, soap Dish, win, loss, win. Hey, wait oh, a minute. Man. I'm going to the loss? Come on, Soap Dish. <laughs> no. I'm hey, going, I've, got, uh... um, I've got those drink rail seats for the, the Canadians game. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet out the area, man. Um, so... Yeah, then, then you guys can come over and and visit uh, if if anybody else is at the game. Are you guys ready uh, for this? Yeah, I'm I'm flying high tonight, man. I got almost a half of an ounce of Malibu coconut liqueur uh, coursing through my veins. You want to hear a prediction? Soap dish. He, he is sorry. Go for it, Mike. Win, win, <laughs> win. All right, you're right there with performance art. <clears throat> I, I'm sorry. Joey's got OT loss, loss, win. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> Is Matt going loss, loss, loss? <laughs> you know, Red Wings ran run by Michael and wet blanket. Wet blanket. <laughs> Get over there. We just pulled you out from under an anvil. Wet blanket, what do you got for us? I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm, it's not gonna be that bad we are gonna get two points uh <laughs> loss, couple of OT, loss, couple of OT loss. losses against Jeez, no 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 right. um I I really do think Edmonton is on a mission this year so I, I unfortunately I think it's gonna look good for two periods but Edmonton's gonna win um they ain't the, seen our no, they yeah, ain't so seen loss. Uncle Mo Uncle Mo is taking Connor Downtown, baby. Woo! 
I can't wait for that game. Now, Washington's a different story. They're they're going to be without Manta for a while. So they're they're a little handicapped right now. So I, I'm going to say we, we are going to take Washington. And I do think a Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, full lineup against Montreal is going to look ugly uh, in our favor. And I think we're going to run, like we're going to kick the shit out of Montreal next Saturday. I, I already mentioned it to my wife who got, this is my birthday present. And I was like, you may have picked the absolute perfect game for us to watch uh, like an absolute crusher. I, I think they're going to play that game the way I thought they were going to play the last game in Montreal. Yeah. But of course, what then time, we found out Dylan you was out. Your wife to tell her that. Money. Should I go get her right now? Money. Next week, we're really going to kick the shit out of them. What? Yeah, it's like two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was going through the stats. I was going through the stats, and I think with our full complement of our first line, they won't be able to stop us. Um, soap dish is going to donate something real quick to, uh, to performance art. If we make the playoffs, uh, Davis Schiller, Davis, uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. What's going on, man? Uh, he's fucking over my weekend with a couple, <laughs> a couple of, so he's got us taking down the bus. Saw. He's got me watching a, a victory for my, my, my lady's dad. He's going to be there for his birthday. And then Matt, uh, you ruined the weekend. You're yep. bad luck. You should probably give those tickets away. um all right so i think it's about time we wrap up i I don't know if i had anything else i wanted to mention um oh you know we we haven't even talked about the rookie scoring right now um i think everybody's well aware though anybody listening to the show would probably know oh silver scott there's his uh loss win ot loss you guys saying that Montreal is going to have Detroit's number this year. You guys are absolutely crazy. I This is going to be – we're going to fucking lunch Montreal next weekend. It, it's going to be – Listen, I, I, I went a little heavy, but what's our equation, Ben? If they're at home, they win about half of them if everybody's healthy. So I went bananas. I yeah, picked yeah. all of them to be wins. <laughs> But, but you're right. If we come out of that, if we come out of this week with if it's win, 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 then we're having a, a wild discussion and a party next week. <laughs> and this is a really fun week of hockey, though. I, I think if anybody's a Red Wings fan, this is this is one of those weeks that you've probably had uh, you've had checked off. Make sure you don't miss don't miss anything from it. Um, all right. So so upcoming content this week. Uh, by promise, Tristan. I've got everything recorded for the Mitchell Stevens thing, but I also mentioned the last episode. I have about 90 minutes of Mitchell Stevens and I'm cutting it down to like 10. So it's going to take a while. So that'll probably be out on Wednesday. Um, We're also trying to line up a guest for this week, maybe next week. And then, um, yeah. And then we'll be, we'll be going live. uh, We'll be going live after the games. Oh, I guess no, we can't because I'll be at the Canadians game and Mike will be at the Capitals game. So We'll just see you guys on Wednesday and on Sunday. Because <laughs> we can't, can't fucking go live at the arena. Um, so that sucks. Uh, but we'll be back on schedule the week after that. Matt did land a brand new job. Um, I'm a little afraid to say. I shouldn't say what it is on the podcast, right? Because I don't want to get fired. Yeah, over. don't do that. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a legit, <laughs> it's a legit job with a, a pretty, you know, one of the top, 10 companies in the world right now. So I, I got a, they made me sign a document that said, um, I understand that at any moment they can ask me to either stop the podcast or I'm fired. It's that kind of company. Um, so, uh, yeah, 
I signed that document this week, so I'm shaking in my boots. Hopefully, they're not listening right now going, it's a bad start. <laughs> John, Jack, Hopefully, yeah, they uh, one. like, subscribe, and share the show. <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would get us a, a lot of reviewers quick and Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, our numbers are about to rocket. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let me say, yeah, the rookie numbers were doing pretty good. Lucas, 14. Whoa, 10 points. Bone Byram, 8 points. Do you so think it's anyone done. heard that part, Matt? <clears throat> no. All right. We'll bring it Here up we on go. Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good one.